Hello and welcome back to the IAUG Insider Podcast. It's season two and we are excited to bring you another season of episodes. We took a little time off, but we're back and better than ever. My name is Matthew Nanez and I am your host. This episode, we're coming hot out of the gate as we have Steve Forkham, Cloud Solutions Engineering Manager at Avaya on the podcast. When I went to Engage, he was one of my favorite speakers, so this is an awesome thing for me. I met up with him at a conference, and in this episode, we chat about his Avaya origin story, digital mixology, the cloud, and the ultimate question, what's better, Marvel or DC Comics? Before we get into the episode, subscribe to the IUG Insider Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, and wherever you get your podcasts. And also, don't forget to leave five-star ratings. That helps us out a bunch. And get in touch with me at IUG Matthew and at IUG on Twitter. And one more note, the IUG Technical Development Series returns on May 15th at 10 a.m. Central with How Does Avaya One Cloud Help Navigate Your Journey to the Cloud? Register now at IUG.org. And now, on to the episode. Enjoy. There we go. All right. All right. So I'm here with uh, Steve Forkham, Manager of Cloud Solutions Engineering at Avaya. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And yourself? So uh, I got to start off with, so I stalked your LinkedIn page. <laughs> And as your headline, it says you're a, a passionate Avian. So, in your uh, in your definition, what's an Avian, and what does what does it mean to you? So for me, it's been a constant through my whole career. Uh, so I started as a customer of mm-hmm. Avias. Actually, when I started, I was a desktop admin. Mm-hmm. And my first day on the job, they took me on a tour of the facility, and they took me into the different closets. Right. And in one closet, they said, hey, that thing on the wall, that's yours too. And it was a Merlin Legend phone system. Mm-hmm. And I spent the first year of my career on the phone with Lucent back then, figuring out how do I move changes, how do I make you know system programming changes to the thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we upgraded, and I continued my journey uh, through, the, through a customer channel. Then I moved into the um, business partner side of the world because I wanted mm-hmm. to learn more about different technologies. One of the challenges is when you're a customer, you invest in what makes sense for your business, mm-hmm. but then you get at, you don't necessarily see all of the other amazing things that are being worked on in the channel, and I wanted to dig my fingers deeper into technology. Yeah. So I moved, made the change over to um, the VAR world. So I worked for a couple of business partners doing installation work, um, started to get to work on a lot of different technologies. Mm-hmm. And there they started to kind of pivot me a little bit over to the pre-sales side of the world. So starting to Mm -hmm. talk to customers about what I was so passionate about. Right. Um, And then about eight years ago, I joined Avaya directly, and I've been doing that ever since. So being a passionate Avaya is just what I am. It's what I do. You know, I I believe in what we are doing to better the world. It's not just about putting a phone on somebody's desk. It's really about changing how people interact with brands how people get help when they need help Mm -hmm. from things like public safety. And it's just changing how we work, you know, work, getting work done just takes too much work. And I see being on the inside, I see the the tools that can make it better. Mm -hmm. The challenge is just trying to share those tools with everybody else. And that's really what my core mission is. I'm just trying to basically leave this place a little bit better than where I found it in terms of just how we get work done how you communicate, mm-hmm. and how you get help. Yeah, in a, in a previous interview um, where I talked to David, he had that, mind, that same mind 
uh, mindset as well. It's like, well, I just want to make pe this make this world better. You know, after I leave it, I want to keep working on projects that that changes things. So, I think that's something that. You know, as I talk to more and more people, I'm going to start hearing more because it really seems like to me it's a part of the culture. Would I be correct in That's exactly that? it. I mean, look, yeah. at the end of the day, we're here to make a bigger dent in the universe than just, you know, hitting a quarter, hitting a year. I mean, mm -hmm. that stuff's important. Don't get me wrong. But at yeah. the end of the day, what motivates me and what gets me up, you know, early on Monday morning to go grab a flight and fly somewhere to see customers or partners mm -hmm. is the impact that I'm looking to leave. I'm looking to build something that builds on our legacy. Mm -hmm. You know, Avaya is not some new startup that nobody's ever heard of. Right. This is a, a legacy company that has history and we've made significant impacts in the world already. Mm -hmm. Now it's my turn to basically leave my mark so this way the next people that come behind me will be able to have something to continue to build on yeah and so so you talk we uh i know that you're interested in science fiction and superheroes <laughs> and whatnot i.e i'm a big nerd yes yes and so am i so i, I think i think uh we can both get our heads around this but i tried to get sort. hr to give me the batman title uh -huh. i wanted to be a via batman and they politely declined that yeah so. <laughs> they, they give you a polite laugh they said and like, yeah no go away. exactly <laughs> So, so the origin story, right? Yep. Because uh, as we go along in our careers, we start to grab certain passions. And uh, but, how did you get into this? Like, what was the aha moment in your head? Was it when you were a kid that you saw how people communicated, or is it something that you grabbed along the way? It was. It was a. It was a mix of life experiences. So, yeah. you know, as a kid, and more specifically as a teenager, I really got engaged into computers mm -hmm. and technology. You know, back then computers were the technology, right? Yeah. Uh, I had one of the first cell phones. I had a bag cell phone. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I used to, and as a, as a kid in high school, to be able to afford my car and car insurance, I worked at a local electronic shop. Mm -hmm. So I was selling technology even then yeah. as an 18 year old. And it's just been a progression. And I've been lucky enough to work for some really inspiring leaders mm -hmm. that have caught, taught me and coached me and nurtured me mm -hmm. to where now, like I said, I, I, I have to pay it forward because somebody else paid it forward for me. Yeah. So it's been a life story of embracing technology and being immersed and exposed to different things and then nurtured to basically embrace that passion mm -hmm. and to you know make it even more, so. Yeah, and so was it, that Avaya was a good fit for you? Is it when you started with Avaya? Or was it just like a natural thing? Like, wow, I fit in like a piece of the puzzle, like very nice and snug. Or, or was it something that coming to Avaya when, you know, throughout your career, um, did, it, did Avaya change your perspective when you joined? I think it's a mix of both. Yeah. It's a mix of both. Avaya has been the main constant in my career from my first day on the job. You know, mm -hmm. that thing on the wall is yours. Yeah. Uh, to working in the channel. That's all I've ever worked on is Avaya gear. I've seen other stuff, but I think we make the best gear on the planet, and that's evidenced by our install base. I mean, at the end of the day, every single person almost mm -hmm. on this planet uses an Avaya solution every day. A lot yeah. of times they know it, a lot of times they don't. Yeah. Because if you use a contact center, to rebook a flight, to check on a loved one while they're in the hospital, to you know, try and tap into the American dream of buying your first home, mm -hmm. 
chances are we were the glue that connected you to the people and resources in those companies that gave you the help to do those things. Yeah. And that doesn't happen without having a large legacy of innovation, a large history of people before you having that same passion of how do we make this world better? Mm -hmm. And that just, once you get immersed into it, yeah, it just grows inside of you. So mm -hmm. it's been a bit of everything. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't success. And, and this journey I've been on hasn't been any one big moment where it was like Harry Potter grabs the wand and the right. light comes on and the fans <laughs> blowing and it's like, that's the magical thing. Yeah. It's a series of steps and a series of people that you've worked with along the way. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, customers fall into that group as well. IUG, the stuff that I've done with IUG, especially in the chapter meetings over the last 12 to 18 months, just further fuel the passion to say, I want to get out Monday morning. My Sunday nights yeah. are just as exciting as my Friday nights. Yeah. It, and I think it's something that we tend to forget as well, that this line of work, like communications, is such a human thing to work in. There's a lot of emotion behind it. We just don't really see it from day to day um, that it connects a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot of times, sometimes, especially on the customer side, it can be a thankless job because everybody just expects that when I pick up the phone, it's going to work. Yeah. And it, it that mission critical aspect sometimes gets hidden, the work that, that customers do to maintain that and to make sure that when you need help, somebody's there. Mm -hmm. It's not a trivial task, and it's unfortunate that sometimes a lot of that hard work happens in the background. But mm -hmm. good organizations like IUG and some of our conferences like Engage, we have customer success uh, awards to really spotlight uh, some of the real heroes that are in that customer channel. Yeah, and in speaking of being out there with the customers, uh, you're very active on social media, <laughs> and uh, you're very visible to the Avayan public. So in an industry where some of the outside could assume that's antisocial, uh, what do you think are the benefits of keeping an open profile, especially towards your customers? Okay, so let me first put a disclaimer. I don't have any inside information. Don't follow <laughs> my accounts thinking you're going to find anything. I'm just an idiot who tweets a lot. Uh, I only pretend I'm important around here. Um, but the value of having an open or just being active on social media, because it's beyond Twitter. It's I'm on Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn, I just started playing around with Facebook. Mm -hmm. It's just creating engagement. I want mm -hmm. people to be able to know me, um, to be able to reach me, and I want to be wherever they are. So whatever network that is on, I want to be there as a part of it. Yeah, and, and one of the conversations we're having in IUG is uh, starting to use social media to reach out to other Avaya customers, to be a part of the chapter meeting. So if you could give some uh, advice to maybe a, a local chapter leader who's struggling on Twitter, not quite sure how to use it, I mean, what would you tell them? Just start being active. Mm -hmm. Start being active, start going to, um, if you're looking to kind of start by building your follower base, mm -hmm. go to the IAUG Twitter account mm -hmm. and start following people there. Go to the Avaya corporate account, start following people there. Mm -hmm. And it just compounds. All of a sudden, you, you know, I get a new follower, I say hi, now my network may see something, or if you tweet, I retweet something, now all of a sudden my network sees it, and that creates those connections of, oh, hey, you're, you know, two towns over from me. You're, you know, you're a peer in my network. Yeah. And it creates that spread. But the very first step is to basically build your follower base and start sharing information. Um, mm -hmm. So that would be my first bit of advice is to build your follower base by finding others and basically attaching to that. Mm -hmm. um, the second piece I would share is don't just share a via stuff. 
Yeah. You know, share more about who you are. Don't feel like you have to um, share everything, obviously. Stay away yeah. from the controversial stuff, but, um, you know, it's just good manners, right? Yeah. Share, share the fun stuff that makes sense. Let people see who you really are, because that mm. makes such a big difference. We, we all know who, you know, what we do for a living and everything else, but the ability, like, you know, you were able to look at my profiles and see I'm a, I'm a big nerd. <laughs> I think that comes through, right? But that's me. Everything that you read on my Twitter account or read on my LinkedIn page, that's just me. So whether it's sharing motivational videos that I'm listening to, mm-hmm. whether it's, um, you know, watching or seeing, you know, what superhero movies I'm excited to, to see. Oh, by the way, I, I, the new Avengers looks awesome. Yeah. And uh, we'll have to talk later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so you get to know a little bit more about me, even though a lot of times it's funny. I haven't met a lot of people in real life, mm-hmm. but I have all these Internet friends. Yeah. And, you know, 10 years ago, if I told my mom or other people like, yeah, I've, I, I know all these people on the Internet yeah. and I'm going to go meet them in real life. It would have been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, call the cops. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's, it's amazing today. It's such a it's such a, um, a rewarding experience to meet people who you've come to know without mm-hmm. ever seeing them or meeting them because a lot of times now with video we're actually seeing each other but we still haven't met each other in person there's that yeah. there's that human connection when you see somebody in real life so it's it's rewarding in a million different ways so definitely get started take that first step set up your accounts start following follow me i'm on social media usually at um at steve avaya on twitter and instagram you can find me on linkedin uh with my name mm-hmm. and uh, you can find me on facebook at uh, at steve forkham avaya yeah. Have you found that you met a lot of people at Engage, uh, at Engage this past year? Past year? Oh, yeah, the last two years. Yeah. Especially this past year, it was almost like a reunion. Yeah. Because I had been going around to chapter meetings a lot over the last 12 months specifically. And seeing a lot of the same faces, it was great to catch up with people instead yeah. of the, hey, I'm the guy that tweets a lot. Mm-hmm. Now it was, hey, we saw each other at your chapter meeting. It's good to see you. How are things going? Yeah. So it, it's great to to take the relationships even deeper than um, what they were before. Yeah, last year, uh, back in January, was my first Engage, and I'm already looking forward to year two because I'm beginning to be active on Twitter and meet a lot of the leaders, meeting you. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I don't hold up yeah. to the other guys. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think we can nerd out on, on a, there you go. a nerdy stuff. I think we'll be all right. So in the speaking of in, Engage, there's a lot of announcements yeah. from Avaya. Yeah. Uh, uh, I get the sense uh, that doubling down on cloud is is what Avaya is doing. If I could put it into one word, and that might be oversimplifying it, but uh, could you speak to the, the new things that are coming up uh, for a cloud for yeah. Avaya? Yeah, I, we announced the OneCloud platform at Engage, mm-hmm. so we have three flavors of that. We have OneCloud Public, mm-hmm. OneCloud Private, and then we have OneCloud Ready Now, which is a hybrid of the two. Mm-hmm. And when I talk to customers about cloud, the very first question you have to ask is, are you ready to give up control? Because mm-hmm. when you talk about cloud from us or any of the other cloud guys, uh, if it's in the public space, you, it's like living in an apartment building. Mm-hmm. When the landlord wants to come in to replace the carpeting and put in hardwood flooring, well, if you like the carpeting, tough, tough cookies, yeah. right? The landlord's replacing it. Yeah. And the landlord tells you, hey, the work's gonna happen Tuesday, Mm-hmm. Well, if you worked overnight Monday night and mm-hmm. you wanted to sleep Tuesday, yeah. tough cookies because yeah. the guy's here doing the work. That's the challenge with cloud for a lot of businesses. So on the other end of the spectrum, we have one cloud private. 
So you have the ability to build a cloud solution that delivers the benefits you're trying to realize out of cloud, whether it's you know the consumption model, whether it's the data center resiliency, whatever the benefits you see in cloud, we can build a solution to give you that. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit slower to get up and running because it's customized. Yeah. We can also blend the two together. Mm -hmm. So this is a really interesting thing I've had discussions with customers about is, while you may say, all right, I can't give up control windows. I need to be able to say, hey, if you're you know, taking the system under maintenance, it can't happen during these windows. Mm -hmm. The gut reaction is, okay, then that means you need to be private. Yeah. But not every single user or endpoint in your organization has that requirement. Mm -hmm. So the ability to blend public, so it's faster to turn up, it's lower cost of, uh, to, to upfront costs, mm -hmm. it's easier to get up and running or to cycle down when you don't need it, mm -hmm. and then use <laughs> private for your mission critical seven by 24, I would need to maintain full control over those endpoints. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're pretty much alone in the marketplace with that breadth of offers that can create exactly the solution for a customer. Yeah. So it, it really has changed the game and we've had a lot of interesting discussions even just over the past month mm -hmm. since we made that announcement and engage. Yeah. I've been working with a lot of interesting customers who are, they were struggling to figure out how to go to cloud. Yeah. Now they see a path and that's really been rewarding and that's been a, a result of that announcement. Yeah, it seems like customization is really important, you know, especially if you're working with a hospital that might have some sensitive information or Sure, or sure. So. And I mean, just to use that analogy again, when you live in an apartment, if you don't like the wall between the kitchen and the living room, mm -hmm. you can paint it, but you can't tear it down. Yeah, you can't bust through a wall. <laughs> you know what I mean, you can do some yeah. basic customization, but you can't really get deep into it. When you live in your own home, if you don't like the wall, you tear it down. If mm -hmm. you know you want to keep carpeting, you keep carpeting. If the contractor's coming, you tell them when to come, right? Right. So the ability to really build based off of what your particular needs are drives a lot of value. Mm -hmm. Because you know, one size never fits all. One size doesn't fit all in terms of everybody's got to be public. One size doesn't fit all with the subscription you give to each user. Mm -hmm. One size doesn't even fit all between public-private. A lot of customers that I've talked to recently are really looking at blending public and private together to create yeah. a, a hybrid solution. Yeah, and isn't it as easy as like a consultation, consult by consult thing, or a la carte, I guess? Is a so therein lies some of the difference between public and private. So yeah. public service, you can go to our storefront, avaya.com slash buy UC, mm -hmm. and it's e-commerce. Click buy, it's ready to go. Right. We'll ship you the phones pre-configured, you plug them in, everything's bundled in. Mm -hmm. Could not be easier. Yeah. But it's a public service, so it has certain limitations. So while it's fast, there's no upfront cost, you do have your hands somewhat tied as far as what you can customize and mm -hmm. you don't really have control over maintenance windows. On the private side, it's slower, it takes more consultation because we really have to find out what are you trying to achieve, mm -hmm. how do you want us to build this, and then we go out and build it. So it's a little bit slower, so you do need a little bit more hand-holding. Yeah. Um, but it all depends on where you are in that journey. We, be, we can act as the GPS. So you, know, you tell us the destination you're trying to get to, we're going to show you the different routes, mm -hmm. and then we're going to go. And we're going to help you as we're going down that trip, uh, help you avoid traffic jams along the way, mm -hmm. and help you get where you're trying to get to.
Yeah. One thing I was uh, interested interested in is that I, I read your new blog on the Avaya website talking about the digital mixology yep. and Avaya's partnership with Affinity working together in the call center space. Mm-hmm. Um, so why is it better for Avaya to search out these different ingredients, if you will, sure. rather than developing in-house? Well, the, we, do, we do see all of the above. Mm-hmm. So some of the AI product is organically you know, owned by Avaya. So mm-hmm. things like Avaya Conversational Intelligence in that blog mm-hmm. will listen in on every single phone call, transcribe in real time from speech to text, mm-hmm. and then do uh, hot word searches. So this way we can prompt the agent for potential fixes mm-hmm. so they don't have to go looking through knowledge bases, wasting time. Yeah. Um, but we also realize that no vendor can deliver it all. The, the amount of talent in the AI space is just too spread out across businesses. No, there, there's not redundancy in this space. Mm-hmm. As much as you want to hire every single AI you know, graduate and get them going, on, it's just impossible. You can't yeah. get it all under one roof. So we've taken a see all of the above approach. We're partnering with the best and brightest in AI mm-hmm. to create real impactful value-based solutions for our customers. So you mentioned Affinity. Mm-hmm. When a call comes into the contact center, we can pair better. It's almost like um, like Match.com, the yeah. contact center. So we mm-hmm. can look at who's calling, what are their interests, what agents are available, what are their interests, mm-hmm. and who's likely to be a great match. Yeah. And ha- that can help us grow revenues. It's actually been proven um, scientifically that we can grow revenues together with Affinity. Mm-hmm. And the best part is, as a customer, you don't pay for anything. Yeah. We own the affinity model is they actually take a percentage of whatever revenue increases they generate. Mm-hmm. And an interesting thing is if they actually cause the opposite, if it somehow decreases revenue, they pay you a check. So you literally yeah. have nothing to lose with wow. that solution. And That's then cool. uh, the the other vendor in that blog that you mentioned was Cogito. And that's an interesting solution as well because sometimes the way you say something matters more than the words that are said. Right. So conversational intelligence does a speech to text translation, but sometimes things can be lost in translation. How Mm -hmm. I say something may be totally different because if I say, yeah, that's great. It has an entirely different meaning if I say, yeah, that's great. (laughs) Cogito can actually identify the difference. It doesn't care so much what was said as much as how it was said. Mm -hmm. And it can actually detect when things are going sideways. It can coach the agent in real time to say, hey, slow down speed up, mm-hmm. con, you know, provi- be a little bit more patient here, or it can actually notify a supervisor to say, you have a call in progress that needs attention, and it can bring the supervisor to the attention. Every call center says they monitor, mm-hmm. but they don't. They only monitor one or 2% of their calls. With AI, from all of the above, we can monitor every single call in real time, and that drives huge business value. Yeah. Do you think it's as simple as recognizing strengths and weaknesses as far as the um, the ingredients are concerned? Like, well, so with the digital mixology. So this is just the first in a series of blog posts. Yeah. So this is the first ingredient in our digital cocktail, so to yeah, speak. Yeah. So AI is how we make solutions smarter. Mm-hmm. Um, the next blog post is going to focus on IoT and how we make things more resp- uh, responsive, yeah. almost to the point where it's a sixth sense. Yeah. Like Spidey Sense, right? Yeah. So I can detect problems before anybody's reported them. Mm-hmm. And then the final ingredient is, as Uncle Ben would say to Peter Parker, with great power comes great responsibility. Right. So IoT and AI deliver great powers. Blockchain 
delivers it responsibly. So right. once you get all of these ingredients together, then we talk about recipes of how you actually put them all together in a way that drives business value. You can do one without the others, but at the end of the day, in order to maximize the return, you really can look at deploying all of these things to create amazing solutions. And it doesn't have to all be done in one shot. Mm -hmm. You don't have to devour the whale in a single bite. So if you want to choose to start with AI and have a roadmap to add in IoT or blockchain or the others, you can do it in a way that makes sense for your business. It's all modular. Yeah. And would you say that's a plug for the blog? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Shameless plug. Yes, indeed. No, they're they're great. They're great blogs. So uh, so check it out if if you've got a few minutes at the the cubicle or on the on your phone or whatever. Yeah, and uh, if you follow me on social media, you're gonna get blasted when they're out. So. Yeah, you're a great. I'm very follow. good at letting people know when my stuff gets published. I'm a shameless plugger, so. As you should, as you should. And so we talked a little bit about IUG prior, uh, a little bit earlier on in this podcast, uh, but it's it's growing and people are getting more excited and, and more. Uh, they're just getting into it more and seeing it as a great resource. Is uh, a great resource. Um, so if. If, they're, if someone's an Avaya customer, but they're not a part of the community, they might have heard of IUG, maybe sure. they haven't even heard of it at all, um, what would you say to them about potentially joining the group? What are some of the benefits that you see from the outside looking in? There is tremendous value in networking with your peers. Just in something as simple as, hey, I'm running into this problem, does anybody else have that same problem? Mm -hmm. You know, when you're an army of one, you can go fast. But when you're an army of many, you can go far. And IUG is the army of many. You know, when you can yeah. really understand all of the peers that are local to you with local chapters and then be a part of the international group, that drives tremendous value for your business. Mm -hmm. And that's really where I think a lot, of, a lot of Avaya customers would love to be a part of an organization like this, but it's just how do you justify the membership fees and the travel? Right. That's how you do it. It's being a part of a larger organization that helps you do your day-to-day -day job better, that drives down downtime, that drives up customer uh, satisfaction increases. The other value of IAUG is the fact that it's directly connected with us. Mm -hmm. They have a direct channel into Avaya. We are a customer-first organization, and it has never been on-site more than the last two engaged units or conferences where we've presented together. Yeah. We're better together versus in the past, we used to have our own conference, IUG had their own conference, yeah. but now that we're working together, we're much more in a tight lockstep, and that permeates across every day. So whether it's, hey, our IUG members are reporting, they're seeing this with um, their ORA deployments, is this a bug, is this a known issue, mm -hmm. or when we are looking to what functionality do we really need to add to this application, we can dip into that IUG, so make your voice heard. Yeah. And it, it's not just your personal voice, it's your company's voice. You're representing your company with one of your strategic vendors. So it's a tremendous value and it just compounds the more that you get involved. So get involved at your local chapter, work on the uh, online message boards, attend the international conference so this way you can network, you can find out who's who with Avaya and you can see the value just keep growing the more you get engaged. Yeah, in, in the open door that I've been seeing from you know, Avians, if you will, like, yeah, let, let us know what, what you think. Let us know what's going on. And that's something I'm starting to notice as well, mm -hmm. is that openness to um, make changes or reiterate uh, based on um, 
Yeah, and a lot based of that's on, yeah. come from Jim. I mean, that, that yeah. comes from the top down. Jim has said point blank, we are a customer-driven organization. And mm -hmm. that customer-driven organization, the best way to get that feedback is through our users group. Mm -hmm. I, we've, I can't tell you the amount of change that's happened just from listening to the IUG organization. Mm -hmm. So if you're not a part of it, you're missing a chance to have your voice heard. Can you uh, think of one specific change uh, from the Well, the very group? first one I would say is the conference share. Yeah. I mean, being able to present together instead of this is us, that is you, being more in lockstep, the, yeah. the content that gets created, the ability to share data um, between the two has created tremendous value just in how we communicate with each other. Yeah. Uh, so during Engage, uh, like I said, it was my first Engage and I saw you speak and there were numerous uh, Star Wars mentions <laughs> and, and nerdy things, if you will. Sure, so sure. I feel like it's- Punch it. I feel like, yeah, punch it. I feel like it's apropos to end this interview with some nerdy questions. Okay, so go are, ahead, are shoot. Ready? Okay, so here's the question I want to know. Mm -hmm. What's the best Star Wars movie so far? We're almost there to the last one. And why is it your favorite? Well, why is it the best? Not your favorite, but the best. Empire Strikes Back. I mean, this yeah. isn't even close. Yeah. I mean, that's just the best film of all of them. I'm not as down on the last episode as everybody else was. I thought they really yeah. took some risks there, mm -hmm. but I think it pays the story well versus just the what you would come to expect of Luke coming in and saving the day and being the Jedi, you know, seeing the human element of him, mm -hmm. I think was powerful in that film. But at the end of the day, Empire Strikes Back is just the, yeah. the pinnacle of that whole series of films. For sure, for sure. Uh, so rapid fire, DC or Marvel? DC, but both. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. It's not religion for me. I love them okay. both. So, did you grow up on the DC comics? I did. Sir? That's okay. why I say DC. I grew up a yeah. Superman, Batman, Green Lantern. Yeah, and then you 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 brought up uh, Avengers Endgame. Yep. So, um, do I don't know? Maybe maybe I don't want to do spoiler alerts or anything. If someone I'm, hasn't seen the first one, I only pretend one. I'm important. I don't have any spoilers. So yeah. So oh, if you haven't seen the first one yeah. by now, come on. Okay, yeah, the Statue of Limitations. It's out of Netflix at this point. I mean, right. You know. So do all the heroes come back? Oh, of course they do. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man has a movie coming out right <laughs> afterwards. Black Panther has a movie coming out oh, right afterwards. Oh, Guardians so, of the Galaxy has yeah, a third exactly. one They out. just announced see, yeah. the uh, director's coming back for Guardians 3. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, to a certain degree, you know they're all going to live. Right. I mean, well, I shouldn't say all, but you know yeah, the, make some the ones that have movies coming up are going to live. The ones that have, uh, the actors that have contracts ending they're going to be retired or something else. So like Chris Evans, yeah. uh, Captain America is my favorite. Uh, Robert Downey, I think, is going to probably end up being retired as Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, and especially you're saying like all those movies are on Netflix right now. Like Iron Man 2, I think, is on Amazon right now. And you okay. can see how that's like 10 years ago. You can see like how he's aged yep, and like exactly. he can't be Tony Stark forever. So, but he did, exactly. a, he did a great job though. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. So anyway... Uh, if you're listening to this, you can nerd out with Steve on Twitter at uh, Steve Avaya. At Steve Avaya. At Steve Avaya. Uh, yeah, come with him with questions about uh, Avaya products, uh, nerding out. You're a great follow. And uh, thank you so much for spending this time with me. And thank your you. busy schedules. So thank you. Thanks Appreciate it. Thanks so much to Steve Forkham. Follow him at Steve Avaya on Twitter. And also follow me and let me know what you think about the podcast at IUG Matthew on Twitter as well. We will be back next week with another episode. See you then.